Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Wolves Weekly, Match Day Live Extra with MyDieselClaim.com. Sheffield United 2, Wolves 1. Mikey Burrows and Andy Thompson at Bramall Lane as a stoppage time penalty from Oliver Norwood secured the home side's first win back in the Premier League, but in hugely controversial circumstances. Wolves may well ask the question again as to why VAR did not intervene in their favour. George Baldock going over under what was a sloppy challenge from Fabio Silva, it has to be said, though it seemed eerily similar to what happened between Fabian Shah and He-Chan Wang a week ago against Newcastle, where the footballing world spoke out on Wolves' behalf that that penalty should have been overturned. VAR Chris Kavanagh took a long old look at it and eventually didn't see enough to overturn the decision of Robert Jones. Wolves will feel equally aggrieved that George Baldock was even on the field on a yellow card, a crude, clear chip of the ankles, clip of the ankles of Sasha Kalajic that went unpunished. Tommy Doyle got a yellow card for almost exactly the same moments later. George Baldock going away from goal, down in the penalty area, penalty given, Tomo, it is one of those situations again, the more and more times we've seen it on the replays, you ask the question, everybody said last week it wasn't a penalty, what is the difference this week? There isn't, apart from another bad decision so look, looking at it again, I know it's not great defending from us, pausing again when, when we're trying to clear things and hesitating, look that second half, we were second best to Sheffield United, Sheffield United were a better team in that second half but Again, we got ourselves on level terms with the, the goal from Belgar. But it's not a penalty. He's on his way down. He's on his way down before the contact. Gary Lineker has tweeted, another stinking decision goes against Wolves. Exactly the same as last week against Newcastle. Another error from VAR. That's not us as being biased saying no. that. That's the host of match of the day. <laughs> Look, every week, every week, it just seems to be something. We're getting punished 
for mistakes made by the officials every week. What they're going to do? Oh, he's going to get into the championship next week, is he? Because they say, look, he's, he's had a bad game. It can't just keep happening. Something's got to be done with it. That's four now, four decisions. What have took points away from us? And like I say, it's it's getting comical now with the decisions and what, what's happening with it and how they're getting on with it. Well, I don't know what the answer is because they're like. The, the decisions what we're looking at and again it hasn't been overturned similar to what last week was but I, I don't know it's frustrating watching it and you feel like you're playing against an extra <laughs> an extra player with the way things are going at the minute with VAR and it's, it's look it's, it's never nice when you make mistakes but when you look at it when you look at the replay did he touch him probably not was he on his way down yes he was like last week with Cher but they're still not overturning it. How can they keep looking and looking yeah. and looking and not do anything about it? And Wolves' frustration about VAR will grow in terms of, actually, that was the third time VAR had looked at an incident in the Wolves' penalty area in the final 10 minutes. The one on Craig Dawson where he gets the ball ahead of McAtee. Yes, there's a follow-through, but he got to the ball well, first. There was, there was one earlier where he's got booked Tommy Doyle and he's got booked and the player, there's nobody near him. And so, look, he's dived. And the, play, and the referee's booked him. There's no contact at all. It was the one in the first half. What went on to it? It's just, it's just a bad refereeing decisions. What seem to be just coming and going with us every week. And the sound like, oh, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is because you can't say anything. You can't appeal against anything. The decisions we made, but they'll get demoted to the championship or they'll get an apology again. I don't want to keep having apologies. I don't want to keep having them say, oh, well, I'm sorry for that one. I will demote him then. It, it can't just keep happening every week. And it seems like that at the minute. And and that's the that's the, the crazy thing, because given the amount that's gone against Wolves this year, and, and actually in the calendar year, when you go back to some of the stuff that happened in the second half of last season, and you kind of think that given the publicity that some of these incidents have had, that you would imagine there would be somewhat of a of a, a bias towards Wolves for once in a while. And yet it is not happening. And they are going to have to have another conversation with the powers that be and say, why are the... And I keep going back to this point, Tomo, again and again and again, because people can argue about VAR. And VAR as a technology I am a supporter of, and I think it is a good thing for the game. However, the issues that are with it... I'm losing my voice, I'm so angry. The, the issues that are with it are about the people that operate it and the direction that is given. So the, the officials will argue in the last two weeks that there is not enough evidence to overturn it on the basis of is it a clear and obvious error. You and I will say there is. They will say that is subjective. The question mark always comes, why is the decision not given to Wolves in the first place? Because continually now, that first on-the-field decision, and we go all the way back to Newcastle away yeah. earlier on in this calendar year when Raul Jimenez was taken out by the goalkeeper, yeah. and the natural inclination of the officials is to go with the opposition yeah. and it's baffling for us to to try and work out why well the thing is though so like and I'm going to back you here because you're uh, love VAR so like last year when I used to say this this is this you said like I think VAR is a good thing and you still do but 
the decisions, the running of it, uh, well, are not working. Some, there's something going on. There's something not right because uh, people are seeing different angles. They're watching replays. They're slowing it down. They're showing different uh, areas that they can have a look at, which, which, what can happen. And they're still getting it wrong. I can kind of understand the official on the pitch getting it wrong by that. But how can VAR keep getting it wrong? Well, but that's, again, that's the, that's the two points, isn't it? One point is that you can understand why the official makes the decision he does on the field of play, though we would argue that, again, that is a decision that's gone for the home fans. And again, you understand it. The home crowd are behind that goal. They're screaming for it. They're desperate for that moment to happen. But when VAR has the opportunity, without any of that noise going on, back at Stockley Park, to look at it and freeze frame and say, where is the contact? To understand the game, Tomo. And this is why we get frustrated, and I don't normally do this. But when you play the game you know when a player is looking for a foul. And it happens all over the field of play, and it's exactly happened there in the same thing that Fabian Schaar did a week ago. Now, surely the officials, when they have it in the cold light of day, back in that room, without any of the crowd noise going on, have to be able to look at it and go, where does he make the contact? Or is Bulldog going over already? Well, the thing is, though, surely you can slow it down and freeze frame it and everything else you want to do to it to see that before the contact's come, he's on his way down. Now, I'm talking about the contact, but it's minimal, the contact. Because he's gone to swing his leg, Silva, and he's stopped himself. But he's on his way down before he's even got to there. So it's... it's I'll tell you what, so look, it just seems that every week that we're just talking rather about than the game is VAR and decisions that have gone against us, and it's not right. We should be talking about the, the, the team and everything else, but... It is so frustrating that you can't, you cannot just leave it as it is, because you're watching a game there, and they, and, and we've, we had another two, well, another point took off us again, again, four games this year, four games, and as I said earlier, I don't want an um, an excuse, I don't want a sorry, I don't want the referee going down to a different division and refereeing because he's got it wrong. We want to get it right. We want these decisions. Right, and at the minute, and it's not just us, but I'm just saying there's other games where, again, it's so wrong in a lot of games. And do you know what? It's not just getting it right for Wolves because there are clear implications for different elements of the Premier League yeah. when this keeps happening. Sheffield United have now got a win. They have got three points when they should have had one. Uh, it is, it is a, you know, it's not just Wolves that this affects when, when this happens. Now, let's put that aside for, for one second. I'll Be just calm him down. I'll just calm him down. <laughs> well, we have to be honest. And I say, we are passionate and we are supportive of Wolves and, and all that comes with it. If we're honest with ourselves, Tomo, or if Gary O'Neill is honest with the group in that dressing room now, do you think he'll be pleased with what he saw from his team second half? No. Or will he, will he have some stern words? No. Uh, well, I'll be very surprised if he doesn't have any stern words because I thought second half was second best to everything. They fought us. They were getting second balls. They were winning all the challenges. Um, I spoke about winning your duels and the, they didn't win many of those. We were playing too slow across the back. I, I can just go on. Um, compared to what we've been playing like in the last few weeks, it was a total contrast to that where we were look, we looked positive, we looked 
confident in our play. We looked like we was going to hurt teams. And in the first half, we still created chances. But for whatever reason, we don't want to take those chances. We don't want to shoot. We want to just have another touch. We want to have a little bit more time on the ball. We want to get into a better position. Great, yeah, we all do. But football ain't going to be like that. Football, you've got to take an opportunity and you've got to take the, the chance that you get. And we just don't. So, look, last week, you look at Wang. He had that touch inside of the shot. Similar situation what he had. He had a touch, took it inside, opened up for him. Now, I'll have another touch. And then lost it. Eight Nuri should be scoring. Just a simple roll in. If he misses it, then you've got uh, Kleisic because they're there. Eight Nuri on the edge of the box. 18 yards out, rolled to him, nobody near him, tried to pass it to somebody else. And and Samedo, look, it's endless what we keep going on. We've had opportunities in that first half. For whatever reason, we don't want to take them. Second half, we come out, and you even said, we're going to come out here, and I said, look, they've still got something to battle for, Sheffield United. And they did battle. They outfought us. We hardly got into their half. I don't think Wang touched the ball for the first half an hour in the second half. We never, their goalkeeper never had a shot until the goal, I think. So, it's just frustrating. I'm sure Gary O'Neill's like frustrated as any of us, but like, you can't keep playing the way you are like that and be so inconsistent after all the highs that we've had over the last few weeks than to put on a performance like that. I know the conditions aren't great, but it's the same for both teams. Said it was going to be a battle for both teams, but... Today, we well and truly lost the battle today with the way that Sheffield United did. And again, they got what they did, they got the crowd behind them yeah. with the way that they played. Well, that was always the danger, wasn't it? And playing towards their main home end in the second half. Um, talking about the goals, the, the first goal, it, it just felt that Wolves got dragged a bit high. The, the deepest Wolves player was Totty, and he was only five yards in his own half. Now, it, he's obviously attempted clearances charge down and that sets the ball through to the path of Cameron Archer and you've got to give credit to Cameron Archer because he shoots from the edge of the D and if he'd taken one more touch Bubakar Traore would have got him and also as well Saar would have set himself as well Saar wasn't yeah. set Saar was running backwards to his goal but he's hit it early and Saar wasn't set so he, he couldn't get near it but it's come from a throw into Sheffield United in their half we've hesitated Nobody went for the. He, he bounced on the floor. Nobody went for it. Then somebody went for it after that. Then Totti's come in to clear it. It's come off a Sheffield United player. He might even come off one of our players. And then it's just bounced coin for him. But there's that hesitation that's caused them the problem. Off a throw in. It's. it's <laughs> the, the throwing one isn't even that great. So, because he's it's, it's, it's through it and it's bounced on the floor. And nobody went to a minute. They were waiting. They hesitated rather than somebody going to get onto it. Mm. Because they could have had an opportunity to get to be attacking them, but we didn't. And as soon as you hesitate, you're leaving things open to the opposition. And they had a bit of luck with the rebounds and great finish from him. Wolves got themselves back level. Uh, fell to Sean Rick Nabelka on the edge of the penalty area. Really instinctive right foot effort that took a big deflection that just looped it over the fingertips of Wes Fodderingham late on in the game. And, and really, that was Wolves' only real effort of the second half. Um, they, Jean-Marie Belgar had come on for Sasha Kalajic with uh, about half an hour still left to play. Bubikar Traore came on for Tommy Doyle and Fabio Silva came on for Totti uh, when it was still at 1-0 down. And you kind of thought when it went to 1-1, OK, 
maybe Wolves can go on a, and steal all three now and this place will get nervy. But it, it didn't really go like that. And it no. it still felt like Sheffield United were the team pushing. Yeah, it was. And look, so they're the bit between the teeth. They, they fought for everything in that second half. Uh, and to be fair, they fought for everything in the first half as well. But like Wolves just uh, opened them up at, at times and was able to get at them. But second half, they just dominated. We, we played too slow across the back. We, we wanted to play the ball into areas that was going to get us in trouble. So nearly give them an opportunity earlier, trying to play out from the back. Sometimes you just got to put your foot through it, especially with the conditions, what it is. So look, if you, and look, there's nothing wrong with if, if nothing on, just put your foot through it and get rid of the ball. But we just keep playing, overplaying and get ourselves caught. Then all of a sudden the momentum. And with the way that Sheffield United had the bit between the teeth in that second half, there was always going to be problems. They were always going to be biting at you to win that ball. And that's exactly what they did. They, they, they battled so hard in that second half because they want to play in this Premier League. And they needed points. They had a point before today's game. And unfortunately, we've just given them another three. Uh, Annie John says, I don't think Gary Neal got it right today with the setup, and then the changes didn't come early enough. Reminds me of the Nuno times when we beat the top teams but couldn't beat the bottom teams. Not enough in the silver challenge for a foul, in my opinion. Steve says the CVR is doing its best to relegate Wolves this season. Um, that's a... Uh, uh, well, yeah, another one that's pointing out that Bulldogs shouldn't have been on the pitch anyway, says Stu. Uh, it's a definite clip, and it should have been a what? second yellow card. But the thing is, though, why hasn't VAR picked up on that? Well, it can't, because it's a yellow, and yeah. that's, that's, the, that's uh, again, an issue with the implementation but, but of, of what can be looked at and what can't. I, ju I just think that sound like some of the things that you think... If a, if a, ref look, a referee misses things, sound like um, this is where they should be using VAR. If they miss something... So obvious as that, he's on a yellow card, he's whacked the back of his heels, kicked him down, same thing. But as soon as he's gone up the other end, we've saw the one there, the lad's dived in front, no contact at all, and he's given a yellow card. Yeah. So it's, I just, I just think it's, if you're using it, you've got to use it all the game. And like look at it and just say, look, he's just booted him in the back of the leg, in it, it should be something or whatever. You've got officials doing it. Yeah. And like, without even consulting him, just say, look, who's just kicked him again, it should be another yellow card. That's what... And I know you, they're trying to get the officials uh, on the pitch to make all the decisions, <laughs> but we're just getting it all wrong all over the place at the minute. And uh, it's, it's, it, Look, it's affecting people in many ways in the way that the games are going, uh, and it's frustrating for fans and players and everybody involved with the club. Lex says we shouldn't have been in the situation where we're dependent on referees and VAR making the right decisions. Sheffield United played a high line and we didn't adopt tactics to defeat it. Uh, Nick says a fundamental problem with VAR is the is it clear and obvious test. That means the VAR official doesn't just form a judgment on the decision itself, but also is the ref's decision plainly wrong to high a bar. Um, again, just going back to the element that a few people have, have pulled up on in terms of... Um, the selections today, I mean, Sasha Kalajic started. Obviously, there's no Pedro Neto. Tommy Doyle came into the starting lineup for Bubakar Traore. And if you'd watched the first 45 minutes, you'd kind of go, yeah, that uh, uh, was good choice. I thought he did well in the first half. I thought he showed some nice little touches in, in nice little layoffs, um, got involved in it. I'd still want him to get involved in even more of our play with it as well. But yeah, I thought in the first half, so like he, he showed some nice little touches, some little flick ons. But 
just the second half. So we just never got at the races with the second half, unfortunately. Um, and as we touch on, uh, well, we've got to battle against them. You've got to be able to battle, even if you don't, even if you don't get the result or you get out outplayed. You can accept that to a certain degree. But that second half, they just totally just swamped us with things. And about the changes, um, I say you and I talked in the game about potentially the u the use of Matt Doherty instead of Nelson Tomato to provide a more attacking outlet down the right-hand side. As credit to Sheffield United, they tweaked their tactics and they, they closed down the opportunities and the space that Wolves were finding in the first half wasn't there in the second half. Eight Nuri was pinned back a little bit more. What could he have done differently with the options he had available to him? Well, look, say, like, Silver come on and say, like, and struggle to get into the game because I, I think that anybody would have struggled to get into the game uh, considering the way that we played in that second half to get up to the, the strikers. He could have possibly done Doherty and gone with the three at the back and pushed Doherty on a little bit further because um, he's not only got an eye for a goal, but he can actually, he's decent in the air as well. So he's an outlet for you as well, even on set plays or... Um, diagonal balls or balls down the side so look, look it's it's difficult to sell but if you're not winning and not competing against teams um, who are overpowering you which Sheffield United did in that second half it's kind of hard to bring anybody on to actually who's going to change anything because it's hard to get yourself going again once you've set, set the uh, stall out for the way that you played and look he would have gone mad about that second half performance excluding the goal what was given at the end uh, and the goal, what was the first goal? Um, he won't be happy. He won't be happy with that performance. And I know they've been on a high, and they've been playing well, but they'll just want to put that one to bed. I think it wasn't a great performance today at all, in in many ways. Um, uh, we talked pre-game about how vital Pedro Neto is to this team and the way they'd been playing, and we and we asked that question, kind of, you know, are Wolves as much of a threat? Without him, they're going to have to find another route, aren't they? They might have well, to gonna rethink. Have, they're going to have to be. They're going to have to be. Um, you can't just look. Say, look, he's a talent. He's a good player, but you can't just be relying on one player to cause you trouble. I know he's very influential in this side and the way that he plays and the way he drives the team up the pitch. But there is enough quality out there in that first half. What I saw with Wang down this right-hand side, Samedo linking up here, and they look decent down this right-hand side. I've said it a number of times, but it's just missing that vital bit of quality and that vital little bit of um, care, you could say, in that top third when we're playing. And I mean, that's always been one of our problems, how much time we want on the ball, how much time we need uh, to make things on. And again, the two penalties over the two weeks, that hesitation. And it comes from our attacking players as well, as well as our defending, unfortunately. So Tottenham next. Just top of the league, yep. Yeah, what do they do? Well, the thing is, though, I'm not so worried about the game against Tottenham because I know that we'll give them a game. The, what, these, the teams what we play today are the teams that worry me. With Can we get to the levels that we do against the top teams as we do with the bottom teams? And, and we don't look like that. We don't look like we get ourselves fired up for it. I know they'll be fired up for the Tottenham game next week, but you can't pick and choose who you're going to uh, compete against, who you're going to win the duels with. You've got to be doing it every game. And again, if you're going to get anywhere in this league, when you're talking about Matt Murray saying, we're finishing the top 10, if they keep losing games and performing like that, they're never going to get anywhere near it. Frustration 
a lot oh, of frustration. <laughs> uh, I mean, was there anybody that, that stood out for you in a Wolves shirt that that can walk away with some credit? There, there was nobody outstanding today. I thought we we struggled. Uh, I thought Lamina tried to battle. I thought Lamina tried to do the right thing at times. You know what you're going to get from Dawson and, and Kilman at the back. Um, but I just thought that it was a slow play, encouraged teams to come on again. And, and like we do it all the time, where we encourage. We did the same at Bournemouth at times when we conceded the first goal. Uh, but we just had that bit more of a cutting edge on on the, uh, the second half. But yeah, look, look I thought Lamina tried tried his orders in there and battling on with it as well, but. There wasn't really anybody. I thought Wang struggled to get in the set. And look, it's all about service and it's all about quality up to the strikers. But Wang just struggled to get into the game at all. Um, so probably the main and the two lads, centre-ours, battled really, uh, well, battled well at the back at times. Even though we said, look, I thought the play was a little bit slow, passing it across the back. So Lumina tried. Lumina tried what he could. and uh, But it was it's going to be difficult to pick a man in the match today because he won a great performance from really anybody. No, not a great day. In South Yorkshire, as the rain continues to pour here at Bramall Lane. Thank you very much, Tomo. We'll it's see a pleasure. you bright and early for the visit of Tottenham next weekend. Uh, Wolves Weekly will be out on Tuesday morning with a little bit more reaction. Uh, we'll be talking to the King, John Richards on this week's Wolves Weekly as He Chan Wang prepares to potentially go past the King's record for scoring in consecutive uh, top flight home matches. Fingers crossed. For that next week, uh, Wolves Express will have plenty more reaction from this game for you on Monday as well. And of course, you might have spotted a new podcast from Wolves Studios available for you. Football gods, take a look out for that. So it finished here, Sheffield United 2, Wolves 1. Again, VAR controversy and frustration, but Wolves know that they're going to have to be a little bit better if they're to start winning these types of matches. Wolves Weekly, Matchday Live Extra, brought to you by MyDieselClaim.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.